What is authority? What is influence? Is authority and influence the same thing? Well, my guest today is going to be explaining to us the power of authority and how authority is the most valuable currency you can create for your business and for your brand. As I was doing some research and reading on this idea of authority and influence, I came across this quote in medium.com that said that the essence of authority is that people willingly follow your lead. They choose to adhere to your words and advice. They want your wisdom. Listening to that, I can definitely tell that authority is important to growing a business and a brand. And influence is important to help to leading people where you would want them to go. Well, I hope that you stay tuned for this episode as I talk to Josh Elledge all about the power of authority and how it is the most valuable currency for your business and your brand. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Brayton. And I'm so excited to be with you again this week. We have a very special guest who's going to really be talking to us about influencer and helping us to really leverage that for our business and for our brands. So let me go ahead and introduce our guest today. Our guest today is Josh Elledge. Josh is a U.S. Navy veteran and launched UpMyInfluence.com to help entrepreneurs grow their authority and influence. UpMyInfluence also builds seven-figure B2B sales systems with zero paid ads. Did you hear that? Zero paid ads. He also started saving angel.com, which has grossed more than 6 million in sales with zero paid ads. Josh is a keynote speaker, writes an, a syndicated newspaper column to 1.1 million readers, and regularly appears on more than 75 TV stations across the country. All told, Josh has appeared in the media more than 2,000 times. And so today we're going to have a great conversation all around the topic on why authority is the most valuable currency you can create for your business and your brand. And so without further delay, let's go ahead and bring Josh in. Josh, welcome to the Maximize Your Brand with Marquis Brayton podcast. Marquis, thank you so much. I enjoyed the green room, by the way. Awesome. 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 <laughs> Well, I gave a brief introduction of who you are, but I like for my guests to always give us a little bit more information sure. about their career, about their business, so that we can kind of get some insight of who you are. Yeah, well, the, the part that isn't in my intro is the fact that like I've, I've failed in business six times, been through bankruptcy, lost homes, um, all in that pursuit of trying to figure out what works. And, you know, it's it's a rite of passage. And, um, you know, for, for those of us, it's not fun to fail. 
Um, but boy, is it so valuable uh, because it's in the failure that, you know, that we gain the discovery, that we, that we discover a lot about ourselves. And I think also that in hard times, in, in challenging times, it reveals who we are as well. So, for example, we look at 2020 and we say, well, okay, so we have this global pandemic. We have economic shutdowns in many sectors. How was your response, this is a sobering question, how was your response a reflection of who you are as a leader? Did you pull back and start blaming everybody? Okay, I'm not, I'm not here to criticize you. This is, maybe you're completely happy with how you showed up. And that's cool. There's no judgment in it. But we do get to be introspective and say, is that who I want to be in the future? Or do I want to be more proactive as a leader? Do I want to show up and serve? And so these are really important questions that we got to ask ourselves. But you asked me about like my background and stuff. Well, yeah, that was I, good. I, though. That I would was imagine, good. Well, yeah, I would imagine we'll, we'll, we'll uncover a few more things there. Um, but you'll 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 notice that you that uh, you know kind of in uh, as you're kind of doing your research on me. Zero paid ads is uh, is a is a phrase that I use pretty often, and I don't know that it's necessarily because um, you know I, I, you know it's I, I'm anti ad. I've just never got it to work for the types of audiences that I serve, mm. and I will say that in 13 and a half years of studying and leading consumer behavior. Uh, I can tell you that we are in the midst of the marketing apocalypse. And if you thought it was bad in 2019, just ask people that are in the paid ads world this year. Of course, they'll highlight some sectors that are doing pretty well, but particularly for you know service providers, anyone in the B2B world, um, you know exactly how it's going. And it's going terrible. It's because people are exhausted from being marketed and sold to and advertised to. Um, I'm a consumer. You're a consumer, Markeith. The person, our friend that's listening to us right now, you're a consumer. You know how you love ads or don't love ads. Right. Guess what? We're all in the same boat. And include that includes your customers, your guests, your potential clients. Um, so we got to be thinking about what should we be focused on instead. Mm-hmm. And that's good, you know, because... We have become this culture, especially those who are digital marketers, to really embrace the whole idea of paid ads, which I think there is a place for for paid ads. I, I think that sometimes you want to utilize opportunity to get in front of more people that you otherwise would not. But I think that for that beginning entrepreneur, for that person who's just getting started or maybe two or three years in the game, Organic reach is the way to go because you know that once you have that organic reach, you have people who are tried and true, who want to buy from you, who want to follow you, who want to listen to you, who want to get the valuable content and information that you're providing. And so I think that's great. Um, Claim to fame, zero paid ads. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You know, and another thing is, um, you know, and, and in the kind of the sales funnel paid ads world. One thing that really bristles me uh, is this concept 
that people are just numbers. Uh, and we, we treat humans, our, 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 you know, our, our brothers and our sisters, if you will, like our fellow consumers, when we think of them as numbers and not people just like us, yeah. I think we get ourselves in trouble too. And so be very wary of gurus out there that are spouting this kind of language, because mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's, it's a road that inevitably leads, inevitably leads to failure. Um, and then, you know, more investment and more of that guru stuff, because what they're teaching is not really working so well. So um, if you play the long game, and Mark Heath, I'm so grateful that like, you're an advocate for authority and, you know, connection, That is what wins the day in the long run. If you have a lot of people that you have a connection with, it's game, set, match. I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. Like if you're, you know, even take it down to a micro level. Let's say you're a real estate professional. It's your realtor. And in your community, you have 500 people that instantly, when somebody asks them, who's a good realtor that you know, your name is always top of mind. Mm. If you get yourself in that position, you're set for life. And don't we in business want to be set for life? So the business is a lot easier. You could do it hard or you could do it easy. So it may feel a little bit more difficult initially to get the ball rolling when we're talking about authority and, you know, building relationships. You can't really rush relationships, but you can develop systems and processes on the back end that enable you to create dozens of new relationships every week. And that's what, and when I say really, I mean authentic relationships, authentic relationships where you're spending the time, you're investing the time uh, in those relationships to the point where someone feels a connection with you. They, they trust you, they like you, and now they really know who you are. That's good. That's good. I think that's a great segue into the conversation of really leveraging your influence for your business and for your brand. So let's start with this first question. What is influence? What is influence? Yeah, so I I think influence is really the ability to uh, get others to, to, to inspire others to action. Um, so, you know, if we think of like a traditional, like Instagram influencer or something, we feel a real connection with them. We have what's called a familiarity bias with the influencer. The influencer doesn't know who we are. They really don't. Like if I follow someone, um, on YouTube and I really love their stuff and I watch, or I a podcast or I listen to all of their content. Like if I meet them in real life, it's going to be a situation like, you know, when I meet, uh, uh, you know, my uh, um, Huey Lewis in the green room, for example. And, um, you know, it's like, uh, I know him a lot more than he knows me. And I'm like, as soon as I see him in the green room, and I've had this happen, I'm uh, like, okay, Josh, be cool, be cool, be cool. And, <laughs> and I kind of kind of cool, I think, but I still it's, it's so hard not to, and they're used to that, right? So if you've got anyone that's been, you know, even as a podcaster, when you meet a listener and they've listened to, you know, dozens of hours with you, when they meet you, they're going to be like, oh man, it's so great to meet you. And you're going to be like, um, 
okay. You know, so what we want is we want to make it really easy for an audience to develop that familiarity with you. Because if they have familiarity with you, then again, they begin to like you, they begin to trust you. And now they feel that they've got a relationship with you prior to uh, an actual conversation. So mm -hmm. what are the things that we could do to constantly make it so frictionless to build a relationship with you. And Markeith, I know you're a huge fan of video. And in my opinion, I think video is absolutely the best thing that we can be doing um, to make it ridiculously easy for audiences to get to know us. So if you're watching me as opposed to listening to me, if you're listening to me, you probably have an idea of what I look like. You're probably thinking, all right, this guy sounds a little too excited. He's probably like this wiry, nerdy kind of kind of guy. And then you'll see, you know, on if you watch the video of this, he's like, yeah, he's still pretty weird looking, but you know, um, at least now you'll you'll put you know my smiling face uh, right. to the voice, and it's more it's higher touch. That's good. That's good. And, and, and so it moves the relationship forward faster. So like if you go to my website, um, mm -hmm. upmyinfluence.com, you'll see little videos everywhere. Like just go just so you can see what I do and copy the stuff that I do because I promise you it works really, really, really well. And it's amazing how many times I'll go to like an agency website. They'll talk about like, you know, the fact that they do branding and they, 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 they talk about relationship-based marketing. And then I'm looking around and I'm like, but who are these people, right? right? And I don't see, you know, there's no video of them. There's like maybe some uh, really slick, you know, photo shoot photos that they've done. Uh, and, you know, it's, it takes a little bit of courage to, to, uh, to, to get in front of a camera. I get it. It really does, right? Because you're afraid of like how people are going to judge you. Um, and all I can say is that if you lead with your heart, if you lead with authenticity, if you lead with a mind that says, my goal is to serve these people with all my heart, mind, and strength, like everything I've got and to, to give value, guess what? You're, you're going to be okay. Not everyone's going to resonate with you, but that's all right. As long as your heart is in the right place, people can feel it. And Markeith, today, consumers have never been better at, at judging the, the authenticity of somebody on camera. Like we know when we're being sold to or when someone's putting on, eh, they're putting on a little bit of a show. We know it. We know exactly what it is. And so on that same vein, consumers have never been more skeptical. They've been, never been more cautious uh, and uh you know, a little bit cynical. And so if you know that that's what it is going into, just don't, don't try and be too cool. Just, just be straight with people. It's like, you know, um, I studied improv comedy for a year and that's one of the things that they tell you at the beginning is don't, don't try to be funny. If you try to be funny, the audience is just, they're going to know it and they're not going to like you. It's better to just, they, they want to see themselves in your role. That's what they wanted. They want to connect with and identify with you. So in improv, when you show people like, and they can tell, oh, he's really uncomfortable right now. That is so endearing. So go ahead and let yourself become vulnerable. And the more you do it, 
the more comfortable you'll be in that vulnerability. Great, great, great. So the next question I have is, you know, is authority and influence the same or are they different? No, um, because I think that um, you have situations where, let's say, um, it's someone who really hasn't shared a lot of domain expertise. So I look at domain expertise as kind of being the the little differentiator there. So now you can also have authority with no influence and you can absolutely have influence with absolutely no authority. So Mm -hmm. you take, I think the famous example was, um, oh gosh, I can't even think of who it was. Oh, I feel badly um, because it's a great story, but she was pitching a book um, about parenting to her audience. And she had, gosh, I want to say it's like Alyssa Milano. Uh, I think that's who it is. Um, So they, you know, I've heard this example before where there was a parenting expert who had a very small audience, maybe like 1200 people. Alyssa Milano had millions of followers. Um, They both shared a post promoting this particular book. Uh, Alyssa Milano with millions of followers sold a total of zero books from that post talking about it. The parenting expert with only like 1200 followers, don't listen, don't ever let the truth get in the way of a good story here. I just want to put that in there. I don't really know what the numbers are. I'm just kind of making them up. So whatever the true numbers are, refer to that. I, I'm just, you know, again, yeah. uh, but you know, the, the, the bottom line was is the parenting expert with a small number of followers ended up moving a ton of those books because people were like, listen, um, big influence, for that audience that engages because of that authority. So in my perfect world where I work with a lot of business owners and, you know, I build, you know, seven figure B2B sales systems with them. I want to make sure that they showcase their domain expertise, give a lot of value, talk about the things that you're, that you're passionate about and don't be afraid to geek out on those things because people really, really like, um, you know, people who have a little bit maybe even a little bit too much enthusiasm for certain things. Like, as you could tell, like me, like I'm like really into this stuff. You are, you are. I love it. I love the energy because it helps me to bring my energy. I'm more of a nonchalant type uh, person, but you know, when somebody brings that energy, you bring it back or you give it back. So I served, I served jury duty one time and they had a, they had an expert that came in and he was the most, he was a ballistics expert he was the most likable person in the three days of proceedings. And because, and we, the, in the jury, uh, when we went, we deliberated, we went into the, we were, everyone was like, and the ballistic, everyone was like, gun nerd, gun nerd. The guy was a total gun nerd. And it was like, yeah, it was awesome. Like everybody loved him because he was just like, you know, the, the, the attorney would ask him a question. He'd be like, oh, 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 yeah, that's actually really, really, really fascinating. We looked at that because we were really curious about that. And it's like, you know, that's just, again, that's so enduring. And I'm not saying don't be someone that you're not. Be authentic to who you are, but by all means, you know, get into a lane, you know, and just, you know, I I think that, you know, geekery is something that has really, uh, it's, it's really, you know, I just think it's, it's really become a thing uh, today, whereas I think, you know, when I went to school, you know, when I was in grade school and, and junior high and stuff in the in the 80s, like, that wasn't cool to, to you know, you were a nerd. Uh, if, if And today, 
everyone is embracing their inner geek, their inner nerdiness on stuff. Like I went to a car show with my uh, teenage son uh, this weekend and it was a lot filled with car nerds and, you know, everyone's, you know, all kinds of different people, but they share a passion. And I think that that's so cool. Well, I think you just gave us a, a new word, geekery. Geekery, yeah. <laughs> so let's get into some tangible things to help the listening audience, those who are coaches, speakers, aspiring coaches, speakers, trainers, consultants, who listen to the podcast because they're ready to really maximize and monetize their personal brand. Where do I start to begin to build my authority? Uh, where do you begin to, uh, I'm sorry. I, I, so where do I start if I know that my authority is not really being exposed? Where do I begin? Oh, yeah. So um, listen, here's the reality of it, right? So think of like the dawn of civilization and how civilizations thrive. So if you're a hunter gatherer or you're just a nomad and you're going around and you're just chasing the herd or whatever, um, it's hard to, like I've played Civ, um, Civ 6, is it? I think that's the one I play, I, which I know is not the best one, uh, but like I play that game. And so, you know, it's the barbarians that are out on the plains and they're just kind of like, they don't really evolve. They, they aren't able to grow. And so what you want to be able to do is put yourself in a position where you can start to build a foundation. Remember when I was talking about the realtor with 500, you know, people, they were like, oh yeah, absolutely. Josh Elledge, best realtor on the planet, right? And so that's my goal is I want 500 people. They didn't necessarily buy from me. And right. by the way, a no, when you get a no, it's not in, in talking about sales. A no is almost never a no. A no is either a not now or a not me. And mm. that's okay. Like that's, that's still valuable. Like I was working with a mortgage guy and he started, like he knew he was going to lose the sale because he just had a bad offer. And um, he started going in the direction of like, like, dude, never, ever, ever burn bridges. I could just tell you that because, uh, you know, everybody is a potential um, lead source or referral partner or whatever. So always be um, fair to your audience. But again, here's the thing. As a civilization, we want to start building homes. We want to plant crops. We want to start, you know, think of everything that goes into starting. You're, you're just a group of gypsies, nomads. You find a place, you're like, yeah, let's build our village here. It is going to take a lot of effort. It's going to take time. And I know so many people are hoping for the secret sauce. You could just buy your way in or whatever. Um, yeah, there are absolutely ways you could be more effective with your time without question. But the like, listen, if this takes three years to do, I mean, please, you I mean, have some perspective on this. You think about if, if you want to become self-employed, and you want to have a successful, thriving business where you're making your own money and you have time freedom and you have yeah. the freedom to be able to call a lot more of the shots. If it, take, if it took five years to do that, would it be worth it? Well, yes. if you're otherwise in a job that you don't particularly enjoy, yep, it's worth the five years of effort. So what I want you to do is I want you to start asking yourself very important questions about who you are, why are you on the earth, right? And a lot of this is some deep work stuff yeah. where you really have to ask yourself and you may not have the final answer, 
but you're going to have to, you know, kind of figure that out of what is the thing. And this is really great. A really good book I want everyone to read is called Atomic Habits. Mm. And he gets into this a little bit about why do some people excel at certain things? You know, why is Michael Phelps uh, 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 the swimmer that he is the most decorated athlete in the Olympic athlete of all time, not just most decorated swimmer of all time, most decorated athlete of all time in the Olympics. Why? It's because, yes, he absolutely has a genetic composition that just gives him an advantage that it it's just really, I mean, if you are, you know, if you're seven foot tall, you're going to be a better basketball player than someone like me, who's only five, nine. It's just genetics, right? Your background, your advantages, these things really matter, right? They really, so, but what you want to do is you want to pick something. It's not, you don't necessarily want to pick something necessarily that you love. You want to do something. This is, this was amazing. You were, you and I were talking about um, going to the gym. What is it about um, someone that is like, when you see, like they've got, they're pretty, they're pretty jacked. You know, what you're seeing is not necessarily this mindset where it's an achievement mindset. It's, it's about what you do when it gets boring. Wow. That is the huge differentiator between people who succeed and people who throw in the towel. The standard thing for people to do is to do something when they've got high motivation at the beginning, then the results don't match up with that motivation. And so they're like, man, I'm doing all this work to try and eat healthier, but I'm only losing like a pound a week. And not sometimes I, I plateau for a few weeks. And so they look at the results and they base the, their success on the results. The success is not based on the results. The success is based on the commitment to ongoing activity. That is the thing you need to be proud of is did I show up and do the thing when everybody else quit? And so when you ask yourself, what are the things that I can do when other people get really bored and drop out? That should give you some big cues that you're in the right space. What do you have the patience to do when everybody else quits? I I, I hope you don't mind me kind of taking a little diversion there, but that was actually a discovery that I made um, reading Atomic Habits. I'm like mind blown. And so now, like I'm working with a trainer right now and he's like, you know, five days a week at the gym. And so it gets boring. And you know what? Good. Because if you can do it when it gets boring, you're going to succeed. So that's like, in terms of like, that's so important to like know what it is that you, who you are, what you do. Pick a link. I think that's great. What you just said, that no matter who we are, at the end of the day, if you do it enough times over and over and over again, it's going to get boring. Yes. But the difference between those who press through it and those who give up is the fact that even though it might be boring, I I envision the benefit of what this is helping me achieve. I'm envisioning the benefit of greater health. If it's the gym, I'm envisioning the benefit of of, of more finances or income into my business. Whereas, and and I like to say that it's the difference between long-term vision and short-term vision. Yeah. Some of us just have short-term vision. We want that quick, immediate result. Markeith, I would argue the vast majority of us are short-term. I think it's just... 
It's just the way that our brains are wired. Do a thing, we want immediate reward or return. Um, but well, most things in life, most things that we want to achieve are not like that. Um, you, you'll go back to my, Malcolm Gladwell's 3000 hours, right? The Beatles, um, the Beatles performing in Hamburg, Germany, you know, they got lucky. They got a gig where they were able to perform like, I was like five hours a day. And again, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. I know my numbers are off, <laughs> but as I understand that they were performing every day on stage for like five hours a day, when they went, Brian Epstein talked about this, right? When they went to Germany, when they came back, they were a completely different band. Bill Gates in the computing lab, the things that he had access to, right? It really, really matters. And so that's why another reason, again, for those of us, when you achieve success, and I talk about the, you know, the things that matter, not everybody has equal access to certain things, which is why when you get to a level in success, you better be committed to equalizing the playing field for other people. So other people can have the get to that, get to that starting line like everybody else. So I do a lot of volunteer work with like veteran owned businesses, women owned, minority owned businesses. And you got to do that because that's how we all rise. When there's a population that doesn't have that equal access, it creates an unfair system. And so then you have a population that can never quite catch up. Even so, you know, I mentioned like veteran owned stuff, like, you know, why do we thank a veteran for their service or why do we give them extra consideration for certain things? You know, they may or may not, I served for five years. So I did not serve in the desert. I would, I never got shot at. Um, I was a journalist. However, and I did an interview with um, Boo Corrigan, uh, who at the time was the athletic director for, I want to say West Point. Okay. And he said, you know, even with someone like a veteran who took five years, in my case, five years of my life, you know, I, I gained, I learned a lot. Um, but you know, by the time I got out of my five years, all my high school friends, they were all done with college. So here I am now as a 23 year old freshman starting college. And so in my case, yeah, you know, I, I kind of five years behind most people. Now I, I wouldn't say it's directly five years, but so that's why, you know, I would give extra consideration, or if culturally in the United States, that's why I think 2020 has been a very good year for opening up a lot of our eyes to the fact that uh, systemic, um, I didn't mean to, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like go into this, but uh, you know, we now know that we're talking about it, you know, when systemic racism exists, and it does, it exists in the funding world, the business financing world, it exists in the opportunity world. And so, it's there's some really good videos that illustrate this really well, but I just want to put that plug out there that yeah. to my fellow folks uh, that have achieved that success, now it's time for you to give back, and and it, it's time to it's always time to give back. But um, I just want to put that plug in there. I hope you're enjoying the interview. Just wanted to pop in and share this quick commercial break with you, and then we'll be right back into the interview. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back? ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online-based business. 
I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always gotten. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Now let's head back into our interview with Josh Elledge. Great, great. So when we shift a little bit, the uh, the conversation. Uh, you keep asking me great questions, and I feel like I take them out in left field. <laughs> no, I, I think hey, I'm a, I'm allowing you to kind of give that answer because the more you have the opportunity to talk, the more there are nuggets. Yeah. When it pertains to social media and building authority, do you believe that social media has helped individuals in building their authority or hindered? No. Yeah. So here's the reality. You're clients, your customers, people that are checking you out, uh, guess where they're looking? They're looking at your social media. Um, for most of us, um, it's it's probably one of our biggest entry points into our brand is how we uh, come across on social. So one thing, inevitably, for someone who hears me, there are going to be some people that hear me and go, okay, nah, I don't know what the guy's name was, but eh, I got a couple of good ideas out of it. Um, then there are going to be other people who hear what I'm talking about and they'd say, I want to learn more, right? And so they're probably going to Google me um, if they can spell my name right. <laughs> They'll find me. And one of the things that are going to come up on my vanity search results, and this is important, is going to be my LinkedIn profile, um, you know, my Twitter profile. And so um, they're going to take a look at me. And then they are going to judge me in very harshly. Uh, and they're going to look at everything, everything I say, they're going to look at my profile image, they're going to look at my title, my background image. And Markeith, it's all fair game. Like that's what like, you know, don't, you know, don't, don't hate me because I'm telling you this, this is just what consumers do. You do it. I do it. We all do it. And then we develop ideas around what, you know, can this person solve my problem? Well, if they have really good branding, we assume that they can solve my problems better. So I'm mm. going to give them greater consideration, or I'm going to give them more of my attention simply because they have a better profile image. Wow. I'm not saying it's right. All of this is incredibly superficial and it's unfair. Um, but Markeith, we live in a swipe left, swipe right world today. And so you're talking about, not to cut you off, sounds like you're talking about more now perceived authority. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important that we take this very, very seriously. Um, so you may wonder why your bounce rate is so high or why people choose not to engage with you. You know, they're just not 
They're just not that into you based on what you're showing them. So that's why I argue that it's really important to make it super easy for people to engage with you. And even something as simple as your profile image. So if your profile image looks like amateur hour, that's what people are going to think your brand is all about. It's just kind of amateur hour level. So we got to put some time and effort into it. And listen, if you are, um, you know, if you want to work with, say on a scale from one to 10, sevens in business, like they're pretty successful and experienced and you're a three, it's going to be really hard to get that business. And I'm talking about perceived authority, perceived, um, you know, success, social proof, that sort of thing. The sevens are just generally not going to work with threes. It's just the way that it is. So we got to, we really got to take this seriously. Um, So if you want to work with sevens, then your branding and all your social proof, like should be a seven. Now it's not, again, it's not going to happen overnight. And I'm not saying you should stop doing business until you spend months and months and months working on your, all that you don't need to do that, right? Keep working, keep selling, keep, you know, keep engaging. Um, But just know, here's the good news. It's going to get easier and easier and easier as you go. So a great illustration of this. I go to a conference and I'm a featured keynote speaker or that's conference one or conference two, I go to and nobody knows me there. Like I'm just another face in a crowd, right? Those two conferences are a completely different experience for me. Yet the conference one, I have people standing in line wanting to get, you know, pictures with me, you know, find out how they can promote me, you know, find out, you know, how they can engage with me, who can they can refer to me. Like it is a nonstop love fest um, when you get, it's fun. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, going to conferences, another face in the crowd, maybe you've done a lot of that. Okay. Our job is kind of like, how can we get you that perception of being the keynote speaker um, on an everyday basis. So for example, like you and I, Markeith, I'm sure that, you know, however we got connected, you're probably like, Hmm, who's this Josh guy. And so you start, maybe clicked on a link, you look, you know, then you kind of shrug your shoulders and like, okay, I'll give him a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so what you want to do is you want to know all the moves on the chessboard, anticipate what your, the other person is going to be looking for uh, and head them off at the pass by saying, well, if they're going to come across my LinkedIn profile, listen, this one's a no brainer. Okay. If your LinkedIn profile is not coming up on your first page or two of Google search results, what that means is that it's probably not very well optimized. Um, If it is, you better pay very close attention to what people are looking at because Guarantee if someone's if someone searches for Josh Elledge, I think my LinkedIn is like number one or number two. Um, it gets it's <laughs> I get a lot of views on it. And so I work hard to keep it updated. I add a lot of content. I want to show that there's good engagement, like I've got a decent audience there. Like, yeah, it's it's all fair game. Um, you know, on the profile image thing, really good resource I could share is um, gosh, what was it where you can up upload. Oh man, I'm not even going to think about there's a service and it's free. You can upload your photo and people will vote on it based Mm -hmm. on 
you know, your business profile. I'll think of it by the end of the uh, conversation. If not, we'll throw it in the show notes as I okay. think of it immediately after we click stop on recording. I'll be like, oh, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah, oh, it's so close. It's on the tip of my tongue. So we're talking about the authority impacting one's business. How can authority in business impact your revenue? Photo feeler, by the way. Is that photo feeler? Okay. Yeah, it's a free, it's free photofeeler.com. Uh, you get unbiased feedback on your profile image. And listen, those folks are going to tell you what everyone else is not telling you with their words. They're telling you by their inaction. Great. Photo. So, sorry about that, Marquis. Oh, it's okay. We just, yeah, you would ask the question. Go back and ask it again. In what way does authority impact your revenue in your business and impact the generated income, whether, you know, and particularly because I, I speak a lot with career professionals, corporate executives who want to get into coaching, speaking, training, yes. consulting. How does authority impact your ability to generate income and revenue? We're going to have a little fun right now because in my hand right now is a magic Sharpie marker. And what I'm going to do is like for anybody who's watching this video, or if you're only listening, you're going to have to visualize me holding a magic Sharpie marker in my hand. And I'm about to wave it over the entire viewing or listening <laughs> audience right now. And I'm going to bestow you with a huge gift. And that gift is 10 times the industry authority than you had yesterday. And that starts in about five seconds as I get ready to wave my magic Sharpie marker. And here it comes and poof, you now have 10 times more authority. Now, let me ask you a few questions. Now that you have this gift, what do you imagine is going to happen to your inbound sales opportunities? What do you imagine? 10 times the authority. What do you think is going to happen when it comes to partnership opportunities? Mm. How about invitations to speak, invitations to be on panels, invitations to be celebrated for your expertise? Again, 10 times the authority. What kind of networking are you going to be able to do? This, again, think of the partnerships and the level of people that you get to partner with, the level and quality of the people who come to you because they believe you can solve their problem. Right. What do you think that's going to do to your sales cycles? Like how yeah. quickly someone buys your thing when they discover you, uh, how fast do they want to move be based on their belief because of your authority? Um, you know, the, the, the rate at which people want to engage with you, absorb your content, engage with you on social, um, you know, your success. And now think about the intangibles that you get from that. Think about how your peers and your Facebook friends and your family members treat you because of the extra success that you now get professionally. These are all things that foundationally are uh, stem out of your authority. And that's why it is the most critical thing that we can work on. I didn't even need to tell you what it was for you. The person's listening to us right now, Marquis, they know. They, they know. know what life will be like. And what I would urge you to do is I would urge you to start becoming that person. People are going to follow your lead. And so if you act and represent yourself as a two, 
on a scale from one to 10. And again, I'm not talking about the worth of a soul and that sort of thing. It's right. just perceived business authority. Yeah. Like I said, it's superficial. But what I want you to do is I want you to come across to everybody as a seven, eight, or nine, mm-hmm. because it's, it's a different ball game for you at that point. And, and we all have the ability to spend an hour or two every single week of just straight up authority work. You know, you keep on evaluating, how am I coming across? You know, what am I saying? How can I improve, you know, my, um, you know, my positioning on, on that, my perceived authority? And you can get feedback from other people. Um, you know, we do a lot of work. This work that I'm talking about, Markeith, I, I do pro bono. Like if you go to upmyinfluence.com, um, I've got a four video series. I'm not going to sell you on anything. Um, and in fact, you know, like the big thing on video number four is I'll offer to give you a free scholarship for our media influencer makeover program. But we have a four video series. It's completely free. I've got downloads I'm going to give you completely free. And again, there's, we just don't really sell products on that end anymore. Like we just, this year um, with COVID and everything, we just decided, you know, we've really moved in a different direction anyway. So we've taken everything that we used to sell for a lot of money and we didn't just give it away. Um, It's the right thing to do um, because if I can help someone fix their authority, um, then they'll be in a far better position to sell higher ticket B2B services. And that's who generally we, we provide services with. Nice. Well, our time goes by so fast, but before we, you know, end this episode, if we could, possibly, you know, give three points, three tips on how to enhance our authority, three Mm -hmm. succinct things that a entrepreneur can do to enhance their authority um, as they, you know, implement from listening to this podcast. And so I'm just going to give the number and you go ahead with your advice. So tip number one, Google yourself right now. Right. Don't don't pull the car over. Whatever you got to do, you do a Google search on yourself. Now, keep in mind that Google is going to show you something a little bit different than what other people may see. You know, Google's in years past has really done a lot to kind of personalize search results. Uh, But generally, you're going to see what what other people see. And listen, if you're getting a bunch of stuff like, uh, you know, all of those scammy directory services that grab your public data. Like if that's all you're getting, that's mm. bad news. Like you got, you have work to do. Like what's that? Like Ben verified and all those other Spokio <laughs> and all those other right. things. Like that's, that's bad news, right? Well, it's not bad news. It's, it's news that you're kind of earlier in the game. You right. got to start getting high domain authority backlinks. You got to get people to mention you. And I know that sounds like a lot of work, right? But it's baby steps. First, you got to go from step zero to step one. Don't worry about step seven. That's a next year kind of thing. Honestly, we got to build this one brick at a time. And your first thing you got to do is start building a place for you on the web. And so I'd say number two is, um, is that how you were structuring this? Is, yeah. Um, yeah. So Google okay. yourself yeah. is number one, tip yeah. two. Number two, max out your LinkedIn profile. Mm. LinkedIn, especially, especially if you provide professional services to businesses, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that should be your, uh, 
you can, I don't think you can over invest in your LinkedIn profile, in my opinion. I don't think it's possible. It's that valuable right now. Um, so if you're not taking that seriously, please do. Um, along with that, um, you know, work on your branding, work on, you know, who you are, what you do, kind of your one sentence description, your profile image, your background image, like all of that stuff, like your, um, you know, on your profile, like all of that stuff should just absolutely communicate high authority. And again, go ahead and Google search me and you, you'll find me on LinkedIn, Josh Elledge, E-L-L, and then Edge, E-D-G-E. Just go copy my LinkedIn profile. It works. <laughs> I don't, I'll never even know you were there. And you can take all my ideas and I'm good. Like you don't have to pay me any money. Um, but that would definitely be number two. And then tip three. Yeah, tip three is it's your, it's your number one salesperson um, and your salesperson needs attention. And that is your website. And if your website um, just looks like amateur hour, um, like I get people who want to book to be a guest on my podcast, The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. And oftentimes my screener will look at their website and say, it just doesn't look like they're making six figures in business yet based on the branding of their website. Um, so we'll politely decline um, because I also have a big audience. Like I don't want to promote them. And then, you know, their first impression is just like, you know, again, so what do you do here? Um, again, this is one of these things. It's not going to happen overnight, but you just have to bit by bit, piece by piece, you have to invest in having a great web presence. I would rather you have a single one page website, but have it look really professional. Use a really great WordPress theme. This is not hard. It's right? Just it's any web hard. developer can put a WordPress site and a WordPress theme. And then it's your job to go through that one page website and make sure that you communicate authentically and professionally. Yes. And if you don't know what that looks like or what that means, then just start asking people just like, please, uh, you know, uh, rip me to shreds. Tell me where this website stinks. And that takes guts. That takes courage to do that. But What's the consequence if you don't do that? People will tell you with their inaction. They won't tell you in words. We want people to tell us in words so at least we can address that stuff. So I invite negative feedback all the time because it's I agree with them when they when they give me negative feedback. It's not me. They're not crit criticizing me. They're just criticizing, oh, Josh, your website sucks because it's slow. I know <laughs> that is a known issue and I agree with you. And so we're moving hosting this week, in fact. <laughs> So tip one, Google yourself. Yes. Tip two, max out your LinkedIn yeah. profile. And tip three, pay attention to putting some energy into your website and making sure that it's representative of your brand. Great, yep. great tips. Well, Josh, I am so appreciative of you taking the time out to share with us on why authority can truly impact your business. And so before we leave, are there any other words of inspiration, motivation, encouragement that you would leave with individuals as they go out and start to build their authority and really start to attract the clients that they truly want to have in their mm -hmm. business? Yeah, you became more successful over this past, you know, 45, 50, 55 minutes in this podcast episode than you were at the beginning. 
There's mm-hmm. learn knowledge, activity knowledge, modeling knowledge, and teaching knowledge. Those are the four ways we learn. Okay. You just gained a bunch of learned knowledge. Learn knowledge is really powerful, but not nearly as powerful as activity knowledge. The learn by doing. So my challenge to you is pick a couple things that we talked about, put them in action, plan to do it, do it, and then review it and review the results and get feedback on it and watch, you know, how it, you know, impacted your business and adjust, you know, we're in make constant adjustments, but I need you to be in the game so you can experience, you can only learn a sport so well in the classroom. You just have to get that muscle memory of doing the thing. You know, um, you know, failing in business is not a bad thing. Like it's because of my failures that I have much more resiliency. Uh, I kept getting up and I kept on showing up. And because of that, you know, again, we talked about, you know, overcoming what other people throw in the towel on and get bored on, you know, that's what we're talking about. And so when you put into action what we talked about, you truly will become more powerful. And then the next step I want you to do, you know, you can model my behavior if you want, but I want you to teach others this stuff. Because when you become the teacher, you internalize it now. And what we talked about earlier is find those opportunities to serve. Um, Because if you'll go and do that, watch what kind of opportunities happen for yourself. Amazing things happen when you plant seeds uh, in ways uh, that the harvest that you reap will be far different than what you had initially expected. That's good. That's good. Josh, where can everyone find you via uh, online so that mm-hmm. they can, if they want to reach out and learn more about you? Yeah. You know, there's a couple things. Um, you know, I mentioned our free um, authority transformation masterclass. It's free. I'm not going to sell you. Like I'm good. <laughs> um, you know, this is my give back for, for 2020 and beyond. Um, so that's it up my influence.com www.upmyinfluence.com you'll see it right at the tops you know watch my free videos blah 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 um then if you are doing six figures in business already like you're already moving along like things are going well for you six figures a year or more uh then i would love to feature you as a guest on the thoughtful entrepreneur um you, you have an open invitation. So long as, you know, again, you could talk about, cause I, we talk about leadership. We talk about scaling. We talk about, you know, um, big challenges for people at that level in business. Right. So while I appreciate if you're a little bit earlier in the stage, please go do my authority course. So we get you up to six figures a year. And then I would love to feature you on the thoughtful entrepreneur. Um, but when you go to my website, upmyinfluence.com, you'll see that invitation where you can book um, where we're looking for podcast guests. Nice, nice. Well, Josh, once again, thank you for joining me for the Maximize Your Brand podcast. I always love having great guests who can give great value and you showed up and gave it to us today. And so I look forward to each of you listening to this episode or watching the episode because I'm doing more video of my interviews so that you have access in both ways. Those of you who have not subscribed to the podcast, all you have to do is go to Spotify, iTunes, or any of the platforms that you desire to receive your podcast interviews or shows and subscribe to the Maximize Your Brand with Markeith Braden 
podcast where we're all about helping career professionals and corporate executives to maximize and monetize their personal brand so they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. So excited to be providing this to you each and every week. And we'll be right back with you next Wednesday with a brand new episode. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Oh, 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 oh,